Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Ladies Pad, where we have real and raw conversations about everything woman and those things in between. I'm your host, Shalonda Sands, the First Lady of Mixed Night Talk. Tonight, the Ladies Pad welcomes our guest, nonprofit founder and social entrepreneur, Mutima Jackson Anderson, and she'll be talking to us about health and wellness, focusing on diabetes. Welcome, Mutima, to the Ladies Pad, and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be here. I value this opportunity. Thank you. Awesome. All right. So let's get this party started. All right, Motima, will you share a little about your background and what led you to this career? Sure, absolutely. Well, a little bit about my background. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I like to say I'm a true Georgia piece. But my actual educational background is in language arts. I've always wanted to be a writer, so I pursued an English degree. But as a career, I kind of sharpened my management and communication skills working in the property management field. But then life happened, which I had to make a life-changing decision pretty quickly and walk away from corporate America um, back in 2003 when I became a caregiver for my mother who had become disabled from diabetes complications. So that actually led me to my current line of work as a nonprofit executive and a community health worker. I have a family history of diabetes, so basically when my mom passed prematurely, I wanted to inaugurate a nonprofit to honor her. It's the Ruby A. Neeson Diabetes Awareness Foundation, and that's how I became involved in diabetes advocacy. Can you tell us what is diabetes and what are the benefits of diabetes education? Sure, absolutely, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to speak with you and your listeners because I feel that people could benefit from diabetes education. Well, diabetes is actually one of the more common chronic life-threatening illnesses here in not just Georgia, but throughout the the world. It's a global problem. Um, But by definition, diabetes is a group of diseases, and that results in the body's ability to distribute sugar in the blood, which is called high blood glucose. Now, again, as I mentioned, diabetes is very serious. It's a condition that affects your body. I'm sorry, it affects how your body actually turns into, um, turns food into sugar. So that's just kind of by definition what it is. But there are different types of diabetes. You have type 1, you have type 2, you have pre-diabetes, gestational diabetes, which falls directly under type 2 umbrella. So basically type 1 diabetes is autoimmune disease and type 2 is lifestyle influence. So I feel education is key. So education can be very beneficial to our survival, even health education. So diabetes enlightenment, it actually builds our knowledge. It enhances our skills. It helps us to have a positive attitude about our health, which allows us to take ownership of our health. But more importantly, health education has the ability to prevent disease. If you remember, I mentioned that diabetes is a chronic illness, one of the more common diseases. So education can help to actually prevent and just motivate people to improve and preserve their health. From your experience, what are some symptoms or some things we should look for that would say this is a trigger to get yourself tested to see if you have diabetes? 
Well, there's several symptoms. It really kind of varies. It depends on the person. I always say that everybody is different, but you can look for symptoms like um, frequent urination. Always take heed to like the risk factors. And some of the risk factors are unfortunately a person's race. Your age could be a risk factor. And yeah, just things like that. So what are some common myths about diabetes and how can you disprove them? Yes, well, there are many myths about diabetes actually. And I find it interesting because a lot of times they'll be reported as like the bona fide truth. But one myth that I would like to debunk is that type 1 is worse than type 2. Because the reality is all diabetes is serious, whether it's type 1, type 2, and both require attention, immediate attention. So both can cause like major health complications. Another myth is, I think we hear a lot, is that diabetes runs in the family. Like, while that is kind of true, but not really, it doesn't run in the family. But because a person has a family history of diabetes, that doesn't mean that they're going to automatically um, be diagnosed because type 2 diabetes specifically is totally preventable. So the issue here is, as far as family history, some of the our family's habits that have been kind of passed down to us that can contribute to a diabetes diagnosis. Another myth is, and I know you probably, you may hear this a lot because I do, is that sugar causes diabetes. And that is absolutely not true. It's a myth that people can't have sugar. I think for the most part, that's like one of the most popular falsehoods. But sugar, let me just say, is actually a part of a food group. So yes, people with diabetes can have sugar. We all need a balanced diet, and that can include sugar, just in moderation though. So those are some of the myths. Oh, and that people that have diabetes are usually overweight. That's absolutely not true. Um, there are some people that have diabetes that are underweight or at a what we call like a normal weight. But I have some more myths if you visit our website. We have like a list of them. I know I'm going to visit. You have to enlighten me about the sugar. Because every single time I pick up stuff and it'll be like, you eat so much good stuff, you won't have diabetes. You know, <laughs> or if it's, I'm like, really? Yeah, no. that's not true. <laughs> oh my goodness, girl. Look, after this, I'm getting ready to go have me some ice cream. What about ice cream? I'm good with ice cream, right? <laughs> okay, so, yeah, you can have some ice cream. Just not like the whole box. You want to eat everything in moderation. And no matter what you're eating, whether it's sugar, you know, cake or chicken. I mean, any everything should be done, you know, in moderation. Uh, okay, I'm going to keep in moderation in, in, in my head because <laughs> I know I can have it. All right, cool. Good, no, that was some good information with you. I tell you. You have really enlightened me, and I know you've enlightened some of the ladies that's listening. So during these times, this COVID-19 thing, what are some challenging things that you're facing? Well, I'm facing several things, of course, even, you know, in business and personal. But first, thanks for mentioning, because these are un unprecedented times. We all know that COVID-19 or the coronavirus is a global pandemic it significantly impacts people living with diabetes. It impacts everyone, but also people with diabetes. They could become more sick with 
severe complications if they're diagnosed with COVID. But in my line of work, I connect people to resources. So some of the challenges that I have been facing within the diabetes community is just navigating through this kind of new normal of social or physical distancing. Most of my organizations, our programs are in-person sessions, which are now mostly like virtual. With the exception, uh, we do some emergency relief support where we offer food and supply distribution, but all of our educational sessions are virtual now. So a large percent of our program participants are seniors. And unfortunately, not a lot are skilled in technology. So myself, I don't even have a high level of technology sophistication. So I know if it's kind of challenging for me, it's challenging for some um, of our seniors. So that has kind of been like a hurdle that we are trying to process through just the entire digital health hurdle, but we're, we're overcoming it. I like to give out hugs, and I know that is just going to totally change now because of COVID. No one wants to hug anyone. So for some, like myself, that's challenging. <laughs> Well, I'm guilty. I'm like six feet. Six feet. <laughs> <laughs> like six feet. I love you and all that. But, uh, yeah. So, now I do have a couple more questions. Let's see. What would you like to share with us? I know you have many accomplishments, but if you had to share one that really stood out the most to you, what would that be pertaining to your profession today? An accomplishment? Okay. Well, okay, back in 2017, and I share this a lot, but this is, it, it was really a proud moment. I, as a community community health worker, I applied for a scholarship to attend it's a program called Master Lab Leadership Institute. And out of over 120 applications, I was selected to attend. And the reason why I was selected was because of my pilot program. I have a foot care program called Project Saving Souls. So I was able to travel to um, the San Francisco Bay Area for an intensive weekend. It was full of like hands-on workshops and those were led by like industry professionals, experts, entrepreneurs, and other nonprofit leaders. So that bestowed me with the possibility to network with some of my peers in the diabetes community. Um, also driven leaders from like all around the world. There were people there from Germany, from Mexico. So it allowed me to basically expand and that led me to developing a foot care product line called Faraja Pedicure, which I try to bring attention to the importance of preventive foot care. Because a lot of people don't know, if you don't manage your diabetes, complications can arise. And one of those complications is um, amputation. So you have to pay, you know, take care of our feet. That's our foundation. So it just kind of helped me to continue to raise awareness in the area of foot care. So that was a proud moment. Awesome. Congratulations. Oh, thank yeah. you. It's about us little people. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, honey, look, I can be silly. You know, that's just who I am. But yeah, but I'm for real. All right. So what's coming up for you? Where are you headed next? What you got going on? Well, I have a lot going on, but the one thing that I do, I'm I, right now on the horizon, I'm trying to incorporate more like dialogue 
and programs that focus around food access and community gardening. I don't know if you are aware, but maybe some of your listeners, but COVID-19, it really opened my eyes on the need to find substantial like solutions to food access. Because when this first happened, we would go to the grocery store and there was literally like the food supply was very limited. So I know if things continue the way they are, that will impact our access to food. So I feel in order to sustain ourselves, we need to start having more dialogue on how to grow our own food. Community gardening is very important. So that's like my next um, move. I'm, I'm hoping to be able to get a community center where we have our own. We have a few raised gardens now, but I would like something a little bit more substantial to really make a, a huge difference in some of the medically underserved communities. So I'm also excited about I have a partnership with two organizations. One is called Great Day Family Connections and one is Hearts for Healing. And we are coming together to collaborate on a project to help caregivers. I think oftentimes caregivers don't get a, enough recognition. So, and they've been dealing with a lot of burnout because of COVID. And so we're, you know, coming together to offer support and some resources to them. So that's something that I that I have coming up on the horizon that I'm really, really happy about. Oh my goodness, you should be. You should be. I'm sitting here listening. I'm like, okay. I'm so <laughs> excited for you. Yay. All right. I know your family is like your biggest cheerleader. Yeah, they are. But my husband is. I mean, I have a really small family right now but my family they are and I have a really good support system my friends and my associates people here in the diabetes community so I'm really grateful for the wellspring of support that I had and this is it so needed so with that being said where do you see yourself in five years in five years, well, I mentioned I would love a community. We're, we're working to build a community outreach center, so I hope to have that up and running in five years. I would love to be able to work outside of Georgia, so I have already have plans to incorporate um, my nonprofit in Ohio and possibly South Carolina because the need is really great there. They need a lot of services in that state. And I also see myself working outside of the U.S. I mentioned diabetes is a global um, problem. So I would love the opportunity to address health disparities outside of the U.S. So now, Musimo, mm -hmm. how can listeners get in contact with you? Well, if they need any type of resources or would like to attend some of our diabetes support group sessions, I am on most social media platforms. My organization website is www.fightdiabetesnow.org and I have a personal website, mutimaonline.com where you can you know, see the stuff that I do in the community. Also, my liter literary work, I'm also an author. And my social enterprise, Faraja Petty, that my website is Faraja, and that's spelled F-A-R-A-J-A-P-E-D-I, farajapetty.com. I do want to just mention a little bit about the importance of social entrepreneurship. Social entrepreneurship is just as important as any business. It's a traditional business. However, it is a way to advance social, economic, and environmental causes. So I really, really feel if you're going to be in business, you should make a difference. That's my motto. 
So all of your listeners who are interested in entrepreneurship or who already have businesses, I motivate them to always have a give back element in their business. So that's Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Very important is the gift of help is so crucial. And that's Mm -hmm. in business, that's in your personal life. If you're not willing to help, then why would you expect help? That's how I see it. But nevertheless, (laughs) thank you again for joining. We're here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Enjoy the rest of your night, ladies. Thank you again for tuning in. And we will see you on next Thursday in the Ladies' Pad for a Midnight Talk. You all have a blessed evening.